0: Hello friends, before we get started, I want to invite you to download the Diabetes Walking Kit. This is my free gift to you for being part of this beautiful community. If you're looking for a natural way to reverse or successfully manage your pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes, walking is a great activity to get started. You can burn calories, lose weight, and manage your blood sugar. And best of all, it doesn't require any special equipment or a gym membership. This kit is for you if you are pre-diabetic, type 2 diabetic, or if you have a family history of diabetes. The kit includes an easy-to-follow 30-day walking calendar that you can use either on a treadmill or just walking in your neighborhood. It also includes my 14-day clean eating program. Menus, recipes, and a shopping list are all included. Clean eating and walking are an unbeatable combination to help you lose weight, lower your blood sugar, increase mobility, and create a little bit of joy in your life. So start your mindful journey towards reversing or successfully managing your diabetes diagnosis by downloading the Diabetes Walking Kit today. To download, all you have to do is click the link in the show notes. Enjoy! Welcome to the Diabetic Toolbox, where we are helping midlife folks win the battle against pre-diabetes by helping them to lose weight naturally, heal their mindset, and strengthen their body using yoga and walking. Hosted by award-winning podcaster, certified diabetes lifestyle coach, and yoga teacher Renee Reed. At The Diabetic Toolbox, we are on a mission to reduce the number of amputations and the number of people who die each year due to complications associated with type 2 diabetes. If you are ready to heal, connect, and grow, you, my friend, are in the right place. Let's get started. hello everyone welcome back to the show today we are talking about diabetes alcohol and stress now i am so happy that you all are here with me today i just want to thank you for joining me i know you could be anywhere so i know this is a real pleasure for me to be able to bring you this information Uh, diabetes, alcohol, and stress. These three things have a really complicated relationship. And the good slash bad news is that as long as we live, we will have stress in our life, but we can learn to manage it properly. Now, if you've been newly diagnosed, with pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes or this is a long-term diagnosis. I know that the everyday grind of living with this disease plus trying to live your life in a as normal as you can way can take its toll on your overall health. And research has shown that hormones from stress can increase your heart rate, blood sugar, and blood pressure, making it challenging to manage your diabetes. Depending on your stress level, you might be experiencing physical symptoms like headaches, stomach aches, shallow breathing, Fatigue, or my favorite, sleeping too much. I was the person, before I learned how to manage my stress, I was the person who literally walked around with a bottle of Advil in her purse. People I didn't even know knew that I had this bottle of Advil and would come up to me, you know, at church, at work, and say, hey, I I hear you have some Advil. You know, can I get a couple? Yeah, it was bad. But I no longer carry that bottle of Advil with me because of the tools that we are going to talk about today. So I know that these tools work. And I also know that You really have to put in the work with them to make them work. So it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But if you stick with it, as with anything, it will work for you. You know, many of us use alcohol as a tool to manage our stress and to make ourselves feel better. And occasional drink can help you feel happier and more relaxed. But heavy consumption increases your anxiety, depression, and your ability to manage diabetes. And folks with diabetes have to be especially cautious when it comes to drinking because drinking can interfere with medication working properly, and it also raises the blood sugar. So be sure to speak with your medical team so that you know precisely how much drinking you can or cannot do and how that drinking is affecting your condition. Now, I want to encourage you to be honest with your doctor when they ask you, how many drinks do you have in a week? I used to lowball that number. And I did that because I was embarrassed. I did not want to tell my doctor that every night when I went home, I had one, two, or three glasses of wine. And so I would say, oh, one or two drinks a week. (laughs) Not true. I learned the hard way that when you are not honest with your doctor, they can't really help you. So, I want to encourage you to be honest with your medical team. They are only there to help, not to judge, and when we're honest with them, they can give us an effective plan for our wellness success. I know, but you can do it. Today, we're going to talk about, like I said, some other tools that we can use to manage our stress. And yes, I know I'm going to sound like a public service announcement, but we are going to learn how some ways that we can mm, drink responsibly. There, I said it. Now, the tips that we're going to discuss can be used for managing diabetes, but can also be used to help caregivers. So if you know of a caregiver, if it's your caregiver or someone else, please share this episode with them because caregiver burnout is real, my friend. Now, when you're healthy, your body deals with stress by increasing hormones like cortisol that prepare you for flight or fright. They prepare your body to take action. But once the threat is over, those hormone levels quickly restore to their usual levels. When we rely on alcohol, that disrupts the balance. Your stress responses become less efficient And you may build up a tolerance so that you have to drink more to achieve the same calming effects. And drinking may create some additional sources of tension. You could develop mental and physical health issues. And drinking may interfere with your relationships and career. Now, for a long, long time, over 10 years, I worked in the field of mental health. So I saw the devastating effects that alcohol can have when it is not used properly. But also, I come from a family that drinks a lot. So um, I always tell my children that somewhere we have that alcoholic gene and so we have to be careful. They think I'm joking, but I know firsthand what how devastating it can be for uh, when you over consume alcohol. But also, if you have a chronic illness and you are using alcohol to reduce your stress, make yourself feel better you are covering the problem and not dealing with the underlying problem and that's what we're going to touch on today. Now this episode is not going to do a deep dive into why you feel the way you feel and why you're coping the way you're coping, but I'm hoping that by sharing these tips with you, you and your medical team will be able to develop a plan that works for you because you can break the cycle if stress causes you to drink more by using some other tools to manage your stress. Now, there are more tips on the blog today. So, please feel free to head over to the diabetictoolbox.com to get the rest of the tips. Um, there's six in all. We're going to talk about three of them today on the podcast. We're going to talk about eating healthy, right? Because I'm a health coach. And we're going to talk about sleeping well and exercising. Now, you would be surprised how... Those three things, if you manage to really incorporate those three things, exercise, sleep, and eating well into your everyday life, not only will they help you to manage your diabetes, keep your blood sugar at a normal level, or help you to reduce your blood sugar, but they will also help you to reduce your stress. So let's break it down. Exercising regularly. Now I'm not talking about going to the gym for an hour every day. You can exercise for as little as 20 minutes a day to get the effects of stress reduction. Physical activity not only reduces stress hormones, but it also lifts your spirits. It makes you feel better. And you can enjoy a variety of workouts so that you stay motivated while you build up your strength and condition your heart. So not only are you lowering your stress when you exercise, you're also giving yourself a mental boost and you're conditioning your heart and lowering your blood sugar. So if you decide today to start walking 20 minutes every day for 30 days and then write to me and let me know how you feel. I promise you, you're going to feel better. I know. The other thing that we don't pay enough attention to is how well we sleep. We want to be aiming for high quality sleep. Now you have to decide how many hours of sleep you need in order to function at your optimal level each day. I know for me, if I do not get eight hours of sleep, then I am in trouble. Now over the past 30 days or so, um, my daughters have been challenging me to go to the gym at 5 a.m. And 5 a.m. is a good time for me to go to the gym. The gym isn't crowded. I don't like crowds in the gym. Um, Also, it allows me to get on the machines without a lot, you know, having to wait for them. But uh, the biggest uh, plus for getting up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym is that I get it done and it's over. And I feel great the rest of the day. But In order for me to get up at 5 a.m., I am in bed. I'm in bed by (laughs) 8.30 unless I have to work. But if I'm home, I am in bed by 8.30, starting to wind down. So part of my routine is to take some time to wind down before sleep, before going to sleep. So I might read a little bit or listen to some music or write in my journal, but I'm winding down by nine o'clock. I'm out. So you have to decide how many hours of sleep that you need. But the one thing that I know will help you is to go to bed and get up at the same time every day. So, even on the weekends, so no more sleeping in. Um, I am a big believer in naps during the day. So, get up and if you do need to take a little power nap during the day, have at it. And then, of course, the third thing that we're going to talk about is eating healthy. Yes, self care starts with the food that you put in your body. And this type of self-care will make you more resilient. So nourish your body and your mind with a well-balanced diet of whole foods and fiber. We want to limit the amount of sugar, salt, processed foods and empty calories that we eat each day. I know at two o'clock I am one of those people that used to head towards the vending machine or I would have snacks at my desk that I should not be eating. Not that these foods are bad because we do not declare a food good or bad but what we want to look at is this. If I eat this, is it going to help or hurt my blood sugar levels? That's it. Just ask yourself that question. That will tell you everything. The answer will tell you everything you need to know about that particular food. So opt for eating good food Whole Foods, Start Packing Your Lunch Each Day, and Cooking Dinner at Home. you would be surprised at just by cooking dinner at home, how that will help you to get in this cycle of eating good foods. So we talked about three things that you can start today, eating healthy, sleeping well, and exercising regularly. But i also want to talk to you about how you can i'm going to say it again drink responsibly so once again you can get all of the tips on our blog at thediabetictoolbox.com but i want to share three of them with you right now so the first thing is if you're going out for a happy hour family gathering, or just out to dinner with friends, set a limit as to how many drinks you're going to have. So you can decide how many drinks you're going to drink before you get started, and that way you're less likely to overindulge. You may also want to think about scheduling alcohol-free days or weeks. So right now, for the next 30 days, I am doing an alcohol-free 30-day challenge for myself. My alcohol consumption has um, gone way down, probably because my kids are no longer at home. (laughs) Don't tell them I said that. But my alcohol consumption has gone way down. So now when I go see my doctor and he, and she asks me, how many drinks do you have a week? I can honestly say one or two. But I've decided to um, cut out alcohol altogether for the next 30 days just to give my body a chance to rest. I'm also doing some other things too that I do periodically during the year to kind of detox and um, rejuvenate my body. So set limits as to how many drinks you're going to have if you're going out. The other thing is slow down. No more, you know, downing those shots. Um yeah, don't do that. Um, pace yourself and in between your drinks, stay hydrated with a glass of water. So, you have a drink, drink some water to keep you hydrated. It also dilutes the alcohol, you know, a little bit, um, so it moves through the system. And the third thing is eat now. I know when I was in college and maybe a little bit after, we would purposely not eat because we wanted the alcohol to hit faster. But we don't want to do that now. If you're dealing with diabetes, you want to make sure that you are eating a proper meal before you go out to drink. So you want to eat before during and after and you want to do this because alcohol enters your bloodstream more gradually when you have food on your stomach so in order to drink responsibly you want to eat a snack so that you can protect yourself from overindulging now i know this was a lot today and um Alcohol consumption can be a very sensitive subject for people. I know it was for me, like I said, I grew up um, with some alcoholic family members and it was not fun and so it was also not a topic that I like to discuss, but we have to be open and we have to be honest with ourselves if we are going to fight this disease. I believe that this is a disease that we can actually win the battle. But in order to do that, we have to live intentionally. You know, positive thinking, relaxation practices like yoga and meditation, and really upping our self-care more effective than alcohol when handling stress. And this is a tip that I learned from reading Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And if you have not read this book, I encourage you to read it because it will change your life. Step one, be proactive and focus on controlling what you can and not what you can't. If you think your drinking is affecting your relationships, health, and well-being, find a support group, or ask your doctor for resources to help you get back on track. All right. This was a longer-than-usual episode, but I think it's important. It's an important topic for us to discuss. Uh, Stress is on the rise in our country and around the world. And the way we deal with it matters. So that's all I have for you now. For now, my friends, be sure to share this episode with someone you love. And remember, you are stronger than you give yourself credit and more blessed then you know. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Diabetic Toolbox Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Diabetic Toolbox Store. For a curated collection of inspirational gifts for yourself or for someone you love, check out the Diabetic Toolbox Store. Each item is designed with love, and your purchases help us to continue podcasting and providing free yoga and diabetes awareness programming virtually and in our communities. Click the link in the show notes to visit the Diabetic Toolbox store and receive 20% off your entire purchase. Thank you so much for your support. And now for the legal stuff. The Diabetic Toolbox website, podcasts, eBooks, coaching programs, text graphics, images, and other materials are for informational purposes only. No material on this site is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new health care regimen. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have read or heard on this website or podcast episode.